0: With a look back over the weekend sports action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Welcome
1: along to Full Time with myself Sinead Kyo, hope you're all doing well on this Monday evening. Just before I start the show, I just want to pass on my sincere condolences to the family of Jack de Bromhead uh, who you will have heard by now sadly passed away in a tragic accident at the weekend Um, so as I said, condolences to the family, to everyone involved in racing and to everyone who uh, indeed has been impacted by his untimely passing. Uh, So uh, we have lots coming. Up on on the show today, as always. So do stay with me for the next hour. Um, I'm going to be talking to Brendan Hennessy a little bit later on about all the action in the Kilkenny Hurling League. We're also going to be talking all things camogie as well. I'll be talking to Linda Kenny. She'll be telling me about all of the senior, junior and uh, underage camogie action in Carlow in the next couple of days uh, and lots more besides as well. But just before coming on air, I spoke to uh, Kilkenny and Tullerone camogie player Grace Walsh and she was telling me about uh, all of the different fundraising uh, activities that will be happening over the next couple of weeks and months to uh, raise some funds to send the girls over on holidays for some well deserved uh, rest and relaxation after they put in uh, such a hard slog over the last couple of months uh, being unbeaten in this year's league and championship winning the Leinster final and of course winning the all Ireland as well. So I was lucky enough to catch up with Grace just before coming on air. And here's what she had to say. Congratulations on the All-Ireland win there a couple of weeks back now. I don't know, does it all kind of seem like a blur to you now, but I'm sure uh, those memories are will, will last a lifetime, ones that you'll definitely cherish. Oh, absolutely. Thanks very much. Um, the, the kind of congratulations has kind of settled down, I suppose, a little bit from people
2: now. Um, but you still have one or two here and there that you might not have seen. And I suppose every time it happens, kind of puts a smile on your face. But... Um, yeah, no. I think anytime you win, mind, something that you definitely don't forget and enjoy every, every minute of the time you, you have with the cup and and with the players I suppose that you won with so uh, you know it's, it's been a nice few weeks now so yeah, I will say I haven't stopped smiling
1: yeah and like I know obviously like as you said Grace as well any time that you get to um, you know climb the steps of the Hogan stand and any time that you win in All Ireland it's always going to be special but I think this year in particular because you got you know, the opportunity to celebrate with your friends and your family and you had Proke Park, huge crowds at the All Ireland and then having the homecoming as well. I think it was just that extra bit special this year, would I be right in saying that?
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I suppose in twenty twenty I would have definitely said it was one of the most special all Ireland to win purely because of the times, you know, there was a lot of sadness during that year and it was something that we were privileged enough to do together as a group and I suppose it put a smile on our faces and I, I didn't ever think anything could top it um, but this year then was just incredible because I suppose we got to we got to celebrate with our family and our friends and we got to meet them all. Like I'd all my all my college friends, my close friends, they were all in Croke Park. I got to meet my family straight after the match and like that was so, so special and I suppose we've been in Croke Park plenty of times where we've been on the, the losing side of, of things and your family and friends are still the ones that are there, the ones you go home to. So it was nice to um Definitely nice to, to, uh, to be in Croke Park with them this year and to get to go home to the River Court and, I suppose, have a, have a, a meal and, and a bit of a boogie. And you got to do that with, with the people that I suppose are there during the tough times as well. So, um, yeah, that this year it was definitely very special
1: that's only a small part of the story like you were unbeaten in the uh, in the championship this year um, won Leinster as well so like it, that doesn't happen by mistake like there's a lot of work that goes in throughout the year uh, after all of that hardship throughout the year that you put yourselves through I think that uh, to, to go away then and just kind of reset and um, re-energise and something that's um, yeah. definitely in order and that's what you're looking to do Grace in the next couple of months hoping to, to go way as part of a team.
2: Yeah exactly I suppose um, and, you know it's not just it's not just this year but the years previous you know you're putting in commitment from I suppose probably November, December the previous year and then the whole way through until the, the, the All-Ireland Final and you know it's something we choose to do because we love it um, but it is a massive commitment and I suppose we don't go play a movie so that we can get a holiday at the end of it you know that's not the goal the goal is to enjoy the year and get the best out of ourselves, um, but I suppose I think 2020 we didn't get to celebrate and we didn't get to go anywhere as a group. And I think this year, we where I suppose that's that's our aim. We're trying to do that, and you know we see our male counterparts and um, the the GA are, are very good and and. You know they, they look after them when they get to the all-around final or they they win the all-around final and they do get some funds towards I suppose a holiday at the end of the year because it's something that we don't get to do you know it's it's kind of I suppose things that we miss out on um or I suppose holidays away with family or friends or, or whatever it may be and I just think with the group that we have the the, the year that we, we've put down I think it's definitely um Something, something that we're, we're, we'll try and do and, and get away. But I suppose unlike the, the lads in the GA, we, we don't have the funds; they're not there. And I suppose our priority is not to, to go away in a holiday, but. I definitely think it's something that the girls that I play alongside, I know I see what they do. It's not just the training sessions on the pitch, but it's off the pitch as well. And you know they're missing birthdays and weddings and, and different things. So I don't know. I feel like as one of the older girls on the, the panel, I suppose, I'm trying to push to, to get the group away together. So... As I said, the funds are not there, so at the moment we're trying to... We, we've made a little fundraising committee and I suppose we're trying to organise a couple of fundraisers there to try to get the money to, to get away on a holiday as, as a as a group, um, just to, to really celebrate and to get away and, and enjoy some time off together. Um, and I think... I think that'll help then regroup again for next year, having a nice break away, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that to you as well, Grace. Like, it's important just to go over and enjoy yourselves and uh, just kind of come together and recognise really what you achieved as a group. But how important is it, like, looking ahead to to next year just to reset mentally, physically, just to kind of have that time away, do you think? Oh, I I think that's
2: absolutely massive. And I think in 2020, that's why we won the All-Ireland. Because... Of COVID, we had this massive break, and I suppose you you're, you didn't really have a choice. You couldn't train together, so it just meant people uh, were forced to switch off. And I think the way the I suppose the campaign is run this year in the fifth season, split season, we we do have that break. We'll say once everyone finishes club, the club uh, Kamov finishes October sixteenth, I think. Um, so that gives the player is some time, uh, it kind of forces them to to switch off, I suppose. They're not going to have any Kmoge in the end of October, November, um, I suppose, until we regroup. And I think in anything that you do, you need that switch off time, whether it's work, you might go on holiday, you might go on annual leave or whatever it may be, but everybody needs that switch off time because that's what, uh, I suppose, gives you the drive then to to go back and, and train again. Because if you're training all year round, or you don't get that break, then the motivation might might not be there as it would if you did get that break.
1: I know you mentioned earlier on there as well Grace about the GAA and of course like you know your male counterparts do they're provided with a grant and they don't really ever kind of have to the players never really have to think about you know oh will we or won't we get a holiday at the end of the year it's kind of just a given but um, I know that uh, earlier on in the year you know the, the topic or the discussion point about the Camogie Association the LGFA and the GAA merging together um, came up again and And it looks like we are getting kind of closer to that. But I think this is kind of further evidence as to why that should happen. I think all those uh, entities coming together as one, I think, will just make all of the uh, individual associations much stronger.
2: Yeah, look, I I think things are definitely looking positive. Um, I think the merge will definitely happen at some stage. And I know the GPA have been putting in incredible work and, um, even in fairness to the GPA, the, the Camogie players did get um, a small grant last year, um, and hopefully we, I, th- I think we're probably getting something similar again this year, which is just a start, I suppose. It's something that we've never got, that the, the, the male counterparts have, I suppose, and you know, it's it's I suppose it's deserved for the commitment and the effort that is put in, because we do put in the same as what the lads do, and the lads getting a holiday and stuff like that it's more than deserved i think um but i suppose it's just we're, we're on that kind of that ladder to try get to the to the same level as they are and to have the same finances i suppose that they have in place and we are really lucky in kenny Moby because our county board have been like incredible that's the only word i could i could describe them as because they give us everything that they possibly can and they give us nearly as much as uh, as, as the males get in terms of food and SSE um and recovery going into the ice bath and different things like that like they anything you ask they try their best to to give us, but I suppose unfortunately they probably don't have the funds there to help us out to 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 give us i suppose to for a holiday but they're definitely rolling behind us in terms of fundraising and I know um, I've been chatting to a few of them on the county board and you know they've been more than willing to help us out and help us fundraise and I suppose we're very lucky um, with the people of Kenny a lot of businesses they were very very good to um, I suppose give us some support and funds for even just to pay for the all and finally getting up to Croke Park the buses the hotel afterwards our meal and, and different things like that so I suppose we're, we're, we're. Going to be trying to not not uh, ask the same people for 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 money again, but um we are in the middle of of trying to organise fundraisers and we have a funding page set up now. The head board has set that up, so you know it's all going towards the players. And I suppose the players are putting the the commitment all year round to give the ent- entertainment, and you're trying to inspire young girls and and and, and young boys and 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 everybody um, underage to. I suppose that there there is something really good that can come out of playing playing a sport and, you know, it's really good for the mind, it's really good for the body and it's really good to make really, really good li- lifelong friends and stuff. So that's what we're trying to do when, uh, for, for younger players coming up and I suppose that's why I suppose... For me, anyway, I'm, as I said, I'm one of the older players on the panel and I do think that these, the the team that we have this year and the younger girls really want to give back to them and and you know, really, really let them enjoy winning because... I suppose winning is really, really special, and um, you, you want something.
1: Something I thought motivated to go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and I know you mentioned there as well, Grace, about what sport brings, and I don't think that was ever symbolised as much as when you know you, you came home with the trophy, um, the homecoming, and just the smiles on all the young girls' faces, girls and boys. There is such a huge turnout for the homecoming, and um, it just goes to show the value of, of sport and what it can bring to people's lives. It's not just about kind of, you know, the the physical output, but um, just like you said, they're lifelong friends and it's just really, really important. But um, just, I know you mentioned there the GoFundMe page. Apart from that, what other kind of events or what other uh, fundraising activities are, are happening?
2: So I suppose we're still in the process. You uh, know, We have to nail down our exact fundraisers but we're hoping to have maybe one big fundraiser uh, I suppose the, the details are not out there yet so um, we'll probably do that um, I think we'll be we'll be doing a few camps um, for, for younger players and uh, a few different bits we'll probably ap- approach a few businesses local businesses to see if they can support us in any way um, but uh, the, the GoFundMe is the one that's out there at the moment and I suppose the details of everything else will be coming out in the next few weeks so I suppose if, if anybody is in the position to 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 give us a handout or to you know anything small or big, and everything is appreciated, and everything goes a long way, and um, yeah, I suppose the details will be out in the next few weeks, and and we'll just be pushing as much as we can to to try get what we can to to get away for for um, a few days um, in the winter, and
1: yeah, hopefully enjoy it. That's brilliant stuff, uh, Grace. Listen, thanks so much. And again, congratulations on all of your achievements and uh, the achievements of the entire team and the management uh, this year. Um, and I hope the fundraising goes well and we will be putting up a link uh, on our um, our social media platforms and on the website as well, how people can donate. So thanks so much for taking the yeah. time to chat to me today and we'll, we'll chat to you again very soon. Brilliant. Thanks very much. That was um that was Grace Walsh there talking to me about the fundraising that's going on to send the Kilkenny Camogie senior team um off on a holiday a well-deserved holiday after winning the All Ireland this year going unbeaten in the uh, 2022 championship um and league and so so much that they have achieved throughout the year. Uh, so great catching up with Grace Walsh there. I'm going to take a quick ad break now and after the break I'm going to be speaking to Brendan Hennessy about all that went down in the Kilkenny Hurling League at the weekend, so do stay tuned.
0: Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahard's, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny Lahardsvolkswagen.ie. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahard's, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny Lahardsvolkswagen.ie
1: welcome back to the show now I'm joined on the line by KCLR commentator Brendan Hennessy, the legend that is Brendan Hennessy. he was covering uh, some of those games at the weekend uh, and one that we're going to be speaking about now in a couple of minutes is Tullerone versus Shamrocks that match took place yesterday with Brendan and Eddie uh, calling that one first but before before we get into that Brendan I'm sure you'd also like to, to pass on uh, your sincere sincere uh, condolences to the LeBron head of uh, family um, really really sad time
3: sad. it'd be sad for anybody in no uh, a matter a kicking in the teeth like that and a bereavement with such a young member of your family and, and happening when he was at the peak of his uh, underage career um, it's dreadful it was dreadful news I got a phone call from a great friend of mine on Saturday evening who was involved in pony racing and uh, he just passed it on because I had the pleasure of meeting Henry de Bromhead a few times um, I watched young Jack on the TV he did a few brilliant interviews with um, RTE when his father have big runners in Lepers thing, and he was a great character and I think the statement the family made this morning summed up the young man in the short few years he had but uh, I would like to convey my sympathy Eddie and I had a chat about it yesterday too and Eddie obviously uh, would know Eddie Scally would know the Bromhead family very very well but it's heartbreaking I have a lot of connections down that part of the country and my sister lives not too far away either and would know them through uh, horses also so it's very sad and um it's a tragedy and it's 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 sad on everybody, the family, his friends, his schoolmates, all his relations, everybody in pony racing, everyone in the horse racing and, and you know it's 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 all sad to think that the chap went out enjoying an afternoon and he never came home. Like it's 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 all sad. So just uh, very sorry for the mall,
1: Sinead, and uh, sympathies to the mall. Yeah, and I know I, I heard you, you having that chat there with Eddie yesterday. Really nice tribute paid by, by Eddie on, on the radio yesterday. And um, I think, Brendan, it kind of brings it home as well, doesn't it, when tragic events like this happen. Just the, yeah. the role that sport plays in our lives, and it does kind of give us a comfort, I think, doesn't it, to, to kind of get uh, through these yeah. really difficult times in life. Yeah, when
3: well, you look at all the great times Henry has had. Look, If you look, just look at the Bromhead family, all the great success he has had over the last number of years and the and, uh, the world news that he made with Rachel Blackmore and and everything. You know, the young fella, he, there's never a, an incident um, at the racing uh, uh, when they have a winner and comes into the winner's enclosure but Henry would bring in the kids and uh, the family did all begin It's such a, a great family occasion and, you know, that's what made it special and I suppose, you know, looking at it, a young Jack, the light of heaven to him, he was... Riding and pony resting, yes, uh, and everybody knows that his career was probably going to be an Arsenal Hunt jockey down the line. I mean, Henry took over from from his father and uh, Harry Harry Bromhead and Henry took over and you know the, the next the, in, to the in years to come would have been himself and even though 13 the years don't be long skipping by and he'd be 16 17 before you know where he'd been you'd see him in Leperstown or Kilbegin or Gorn Park or whatever you know so it's just it's just a great pity but it's so tragic sport plays a great part in our lives but you know of all the great success and just to get a kick in the teeth like that it's it's so cruel and look at it's, it's not the first time it has happened it happens in various sports it was very sad during the summer in the Isle of man TT There's and there was a lot of people lost their lives in the motorbikes it's rare It's rare in horse racing I know it, it, things can happen but um, unfortunately it happened on, on Saturday in Kerry and uh, it puts a big scar over everything and, and it's, it's a great pity but it's, so, it's such a sad occasion that we lost such a, a fine young man because he was a lovely little character he was a, he was a lovely chap and most chaps that are at team would be great characters and you know he was, he was loving the limelight but he did his bit in the yard I believe and he walked at the mall and it's having a fierce effect on um, a very sad effect on everybody that's involved
1: yeah, definitely. Um, listen, uh, Brendan, just to, to chat a little bit about uh, yesterday's match then, I, I was listening in on, on your commentary yourself and, and Eddie seemed like a, a right match. But it started out, I think, when when, um, when Shamrocks went eight points up. I I don't know what was in your head, but I kind of thought, God, they could be in for a hammer in here, but that's not how it turned out.
3: No, it's certainly not. And Tullerone deserve all the credit and my lady and myself might have tipped Ballyhale to win it. you'll obviously go for a team with a pedigree like Ballyhale, uh, Shamros, but to be fair to um Tullerone, uh they were down eight points, they fought back. Uh I think if my memory serves right, it was fourteen points Tullerone at half halftime, one eleven. It was a level pegging at half time. So they pulled it back and they got some phenomenal scores. John Walton knocked over three lovely scores in play. Mossy Kong got two lovely points in play in that opening half. Garrett done it full forward, had a great game. And Shane Walsh himself, albeit he was dynamite from the freeze and placed balls, uh, Shane shipped in with a few from play in the first half also, and his freeze. And they really played well as a team when they opened up and got going. And to be fair to Shamrocks, you know, when Tullerone came back into it, Shamrocks kept in touch. But then it just opened up a little bit in the second half. And the reason I was so keen on Ballyhale yesterday, I was just watching the warm-up. And it was a kind of, it looked to me it was a relaxed enough approach by Tullerone and it's just that, more as the fifth ground in the St Annis and Senior Hurling League group A around five, and okay, if you win, you're going to go to a league final. There was nobody going to lose any sleep if they weren't going to the league final. But when they got the bit between their teeth, I mean, they asked serious questions of the Shamrocks. And to be fair to they knocked in twenty eight points, Shanet, and I think I said it in, in, jokingly on the on the commentary, the twenty eight points had nearly win a cricket match. Now, to be fair to the Ballyhill, they scored two sixteen. That'll win most matches. So it was a high scoring game. It was it was very, very good, but uh, nobody can uh, say that the best team didn't win. The best team won the match. Collectively, all-round performance in Tullerone was excellent. And if you look to Ballyhale, Eddie and I mentioned it on the commentary, uh, Brian Cody scored 1-2, Adrian Mullen scored 3 points from play, Owen Cody scored 1 from play, and the rest was more... I might be leaving out 1 now, there, maybe 2, but I don't think I am, and the rest was scored by PJ. But when you look to Tullerone, Tommy Walsh came on to experience the Tommy... I know we referred to him as old Tommy because uh, there's another Tommy a fullback, back young Tommy um, <laughs> I was
1: saying that to Kane there today yeah. I was like the OG <laughs> was, the OG Tommy, Tommy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he won't mind if he's listening at the moment he won't mind that he going to cracker of a point when he came on but uh, collectively I don't have to play very well Paul Boogie had an outstanding save in the opening minutes ok carried up and over the bar and we thought the floodgates as you said were going to open but they didn't and Paul Rick Walsh uh he was outstanding at center back he was he was brilliant he led by example uh the two lads in the middle of the field played very very well uh, th- uh thomas Dunn was good martin Walsh was excellent at number 5 i thought he really played well but you know what um Sinead, we was just talking to a few various people today about the matches and had a good chat you know final to into league final the club and its bridge but uh, Shamrock's Valley Hill won't be losing any sleep they'll be disappointed to a certain degree they weren't in the league final and they're not in the league final but they're still in the senior championship in McKinney and it's going to take a good team to beat them in the championship they won't lose any sleep they have enough uh, cups and finals and all one and would love to win more but they won't lose any sleep over not being in the league final so beware they will be lying in the long grass waiting for another run in a few weeks time so you know Ballyhale are not gone anywhere they might be in the league final no. but Ballyhale are still in the championship
1: Definitely yeah no, they're going to be in the first round of the championship now they'll be playing Glenmore uh, yes. as you mentioned there as well Brendan uh, Tillerone are going to be meeting Bennett's Bridge now in the, in the, league, the final, league final Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah plenty, plenty of matches still coming up there, uh, yeah, lots the bridge,
3: to look the forward of, to. Yeah, Bennisbridge Bridge had a four point win over Greg Callan Yes, so, so Greg Ballycallan's struggling a little bit at the moment, and Aaron's own and Mullen that seem to be a good uh, all battle as well with a 212 to 118, with Aaron's own winning that. But uh, Bennis Bridge. Yeah, Ben. I will be there, or thereabouts, and that it, it has all the makings of being a good league final. It'll be great, but we have a we have some terrific matches going to happen Ocean at all levels in in Kilkenny and Carlow over the next few weeks. Like we're coming into the the nitty gritty of the championships now, football and Carlow and hurling in Kilkenny, and it's going to be very, very interesting. I mean, Clara D- defeated Liz Downey yesterday by ten points, and I know a lot of the matches yesterday whatever happened one thing will happen or one team would jump above the other and it, there was a few different permutations I think you might have it there in front if I go at it I'll get it wrong but the moral of the story is the bridge and uh, Tullerone got to the final but uh, the rest of them will, will buy their time Like the match on Saturday was entertaining enough it wasn't a classic it was a uh, it, it wasn't a dead rubber either because Dixborough um, had, had done really well, and James Stevens knew no matter what happened in their game on Saturday at UPMC and All in Olin Park that we were going to be in a relegation semi-final. But to be fair to James Stevens, they might have lost the game, but they finished the game playing a hell of a lot better than they had been playing. And I think Dixborough they would be disappointed that with the wides, no, they hadn't an astronomical amount of wides, but they had shots that should have been scores. And James Stevens were the centre. Second half was very, very low scoring, as such, because at half time, the borough had 2 8 score. Bill Sheen had a lively game, like he normally has uh, from centre forward. Uh, Mark Dolan I was very impressed with Alan Thielen for the Borough I thought he was excellent at number 4 he, he really played well um, but again collectively they did it alright but uh, as I said the Wides were a little bit disappointed but the village were a little bit unlucky with some of their chances but Luke Scanlon was excellent he got 4 splendid points in play in the middle of the park Owen Guilfoyle was himself as always on the freeze he done, he done well uh, they did miss one or two opportunities in that second half James Stevens that really would have put them back into the game but their fate was sealed anyway they were in the relegation playoff one or the other Michael was probably happy enough um, that the borough did win the match, but I wouldn't say I no. I was I got to talk to Moringa this evening. He'd be happy with some of the chances that they missed. You'll have to get all them when it comes championship time. And uh, other than that, it was entertaining enough, but low scoring in the second half. Like the borough had two eight scored in the first half, only scored four points in the second half. And uh, James Stevens won the second half. They scored five. So that really isn't good enough. But uh, at the same time, as I said, they knew where they were going. James Stevens and the borough had enough done, and. they uh, uh, it's four, I think it's 4 out of 5 the one uh, I was away on holidays, but I think it is 4, four out of 5 to have one and uh, they'd be reasonably happy with their senior hurling league campaign. But uh, we can look forward to seeing them all now in the coming weeks also. I think James Stevens, even though they're in the relegation, I just think they're they're good enough to uh, win that and uh, stay where they are. Not, I don't think they're going to be in any trouble. But they will, yeah. have to improve a little, they will have to improve a little bit.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone, like I was speaking to Ronnie there last week as well, I don't think anyone is too worried about them getting relegated anyway. I reckon that they will pull well, it out of the bag. But, if, but as, look...
3: As Sam White said yesterday, it's Kilkenny senior hurling. You don't know what will happen. <laughs> so That's don't it. But I don't know what will but I think they've too much tradition and, and they're a big name and I think they're good enough I think they have the players and, and the two players that didn't start um, the other day the, the Connor Brown didn't start Nile Brazel didn't start I mean the two lads would be two top players and they'd be a big loss as well so if they have the full complement they'll, they'll be right David Hennessy picked up a bit of an injury so I hope he's okay he uh, picked up a bit of an injury and he went off then at half time so uh, speedy recovery David I, I hope he comes back there but no they have the players Ty Goodwire did well enough uh, also, and um, no, they, they, they have the players, and I think I think uh, the village will suffice. I think they'll do well enough in the relegation semi-final, and Michael will be happy enough with the borough. But I think the weekend performance to their own uh, were exciting and as uh, Shane suggested in his post-match interview sure. he said <laughs> it's been Shane all along he said in his interview so if we win the league final, we might get a dinner dance over or something he's putting the funny side to it but uh, <laughs> if will hoping for a county senior title they won't be bad they're in the mix and as he said himself Kilkenny is very very competitive and we all know that and um, it'll be interesting to see but even though there was questions after the shamrocks yesterday Shamrocks are not going to go too far away tonight. Whoever, whoever beats the Shamrocks in the championship won't be far away from winning it and it'll take a good team to beat them
1: Oh yeah no they haven't gone anywhere um, listen Brendan we'll leave it there thanks so much for, for having the chats with me as always and look I'll, I'll talk to you again very soon Yeah certainly will thank you very much <laughs> Thanks Brendan uh, that was uh, Brendan Hennessy there KCLR commentator we're going to take a quick ad break now coming up after the break we're going to be ta- talking more about uh, Camogie this time Carlo Camogie so do stay tuned for that
0: Full time on KCLOR. We're thanks to the full range of Volkswagen Vehicles at LaHarts. The home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHarts Full Time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen Vehicles at LaHarts. The home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHarts Volkswagen.ie Welcome back to
1: the show. Now, uh, the Carlo Senior Camogie Championship is kicking up a gear tonight with the fourth round of this year's adult competition underway from 7 pm this evening. Uh, joining me now on the line is uh, someone that's going to be talking to me about all things Carlo Camogie. It's the Leinster Camogie Chair, uh, Linda Kenny. Hi Linda, how are you doing? Hi Sinead, how are you? I'm not too bad. Linda, lots of games happening there tonight, all kicking off at 7 o'clock.
4: That's correct. Um, We have round four games on tonight. Uh, and Killen are at home to Mount Leinster Rangers. St Mullins are playing Michel in St Mullins and Munnebeg are at home to Nave breed in McGrath Park
1: Maishal have been a dominant force in the Carlo Camogie uh, scene for quite a while now but do you think that St Mullins might be able to cause a bit of an upset this year? Um, look Maishal
4: are, are the dominant the dominant team over the last 20, 22 years they're going for their 23 title in a row unfortunately for St Mullins this year they have been hit very hard by injuries um, and injuries to key players as well, uh, and they lost another player recently, Leah Ryan, a quality under-16 player, along with Marie O'Shea. So I suppose losing players like that in a small uh, club like St Mullins is, is a hammer blow. But they've got on with the job in hand. They're um, keen and as interested as ever. But I think probably in 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 a, in a match up like that, you would be thinking that Michel would be too strong.
1: And Linda, what is it about moisha like like what is it about them that they've been able to sustain that level of dominance
4: for such a long period of time? Yes look I suppose overall they have had um really, really, really strong players over a long number of years now, and they have had a very rich successful at, at underage level in in the early part of the in the early part of the two thousands, and I suppose all those people, all those players came true to them at the one time. And when they had retirements, they were able to replace them with new players um i suppose and and they're very driven very driven group of girls and you know success is what they success is really all that they know, so that's, I think there's a huge factor in it as well.
1: I know you mentioned there kind of like, you know, the underage success uh, that they that they had and then the kind of, you know, it all grew from there then. Um, and that's, I think, what every every county uh, is really looking at and trying to focus on and um, is really just developing those underage structures. And I think that's it's really apparent that that's what's happening in Carlow as well, Linda, at the
4: moment. They're really focusing on the underage, aren't they? Absolutely and the clubs are very much focusing on that as well and while Moisle are still contesting finals at all underage grades the, the the names that are coming up in A finals, B finals tends to be Mount Leinster Rangers, Ballin Killen um, Nave Breed and they, those clubs are very very strong at all age groups. In particular Ballin Killen are having kind of a wonder year. They would be in A finals at under 14 in the next, in the next couple of weeks and under 12 tomorrow they were. Uh, won the under 16A championship in number e last year. They also were winners of this year's B competition. So they are one of the clubs I think that we need to keep an eye on. And I think Mount Blenster Rangers have an absolute wonder under 15, under 16 team at the moment. And everyone is striving to, to come to their standards and be as good as them. And we had fantastic under 16 finals this year uh, last week or the week before. And all very close. So. The gap is getting narrower, but certainly the names are changing as well, and yeah. that's no disrespect to Michael. They've been outstanding ambassadors for this county and for their province, but um, we're now seeing new names take away underage titles, and that's good and that could be healthy for us going forward. The other thing in the championship, the, the round one was interesting in that Michael and Nibre uh, drew and uh, Mount Leinster Rangers uh, won on that night as well, and so did Killen. So it kind of opened up the championship, and everyone, there was very, like, I think there might have been two points between each team, and then the Maishael-Nave Breed match was a draw. So that kind of opened up the championship, and definitely we had had a very good and a very competitive championship, and I think tonight is key. Uh, the Killen mlr match tonight could decide an awful lot, as could the Munnebeg-Nave Breed match. But as things stand, uh, breed and Michael top the table on uh, five points from three uh, from the three matches, and I suppose then we have round five on Saturday. And regrettably, we had to run two rounds of the championship in this week due to our LGFA agreement which works quite well for us where we have a week on week off but uh, in, in order to get us through to the knockout stages before the club championship we had to do that But so we have another round on Saturday night but we have some very interesting matches tonight and we could know our semi-final parents to some degree tonight but I think it will go down to uh, uh, half seven next Saturday night before we know them all because there could be there could be um, there could be a situation where a team could level on points etc the way things are going so tonight we have the under 16 Division 2 Shield final with Carlo Town and Munna Beg. Uh this is Carlo Town's first final at this age group so that's great uh, to have another club involved at under 16 level and to have them in the final um, uh, they were at home uh, by mutual agreement they are playing the match in McGrath Park so that should be a very interesting game as there's some lovely players on both sides that are coming through And many of them have been involved with our county under 14 and our under 16 teams. So that should be an interesting game as well. There is also a junior championship match tonight between Satanta at one of our new clubs and our newest club to the junior championship this year, Kildavon 20 Gold. That match is also on tonight at 7pm in Kildavon. And then on Wednesday night, we also have further junior matches with MLR, playing Bourne Rangers, that should be the game of the championship in the rounds. These two teams met in the junior league final very little separated them at the end and I think they're the two teams to be in the junior championship and Moisler is also at home to Kildavin. On uh, Wednesday night, also in the Junior Championship.
1: So many games uh, to, to look forward to, and just when you mentioned there some of the new clubs that have been formed as well, like lots to be optimistic about where Carlo Mogi is concerned at the moment.
4: Absolutely, yeah. Um, the I, I do think the where we came from six to four team or from from six to ten teams back. In about 2012 13, but we haven't been able to develop another one. And probably there is need need to look at it in the north of the county over in Raffilly, Tullow, Tullmore area because there is a number of girls we believe in those areas playing camogie and you know in clubs in the other clubs that are here in Carlow but also in neighbouring counties. So we probably need to tap into that. It would be great to have camogie back in North of the county. Well, we've had a very good year, really, with our under-14 development squad. Our under-15 development squad will taking taken part in the All-Ireland Blitz on Sunday. And, of course, our under-16 team, they had a great year. While losing to Leash by the narrowest of margins a goal in the All-Ireland semi-final, Leash went on to win the All-Ireland. Uh, it could have been so much different. Um, but I think that's where our future lies is in, in, in the youth. Of the county and it is very strong what we have there is some fantastic camogie players out there at the moment i think there's um there's a big appetite
1: uh, for a camogie in in the county and to yeah. develop it in the county as well just making well, yeah. about the um
4: the, the under 12 festival look I think the highlight of the year, we've we've had some ups and we've had some downs this year. There's no point in denying it and I won't deny it to anybody. But uh, we, we've all come through it together, which is the most important thing at adult level and at minor level and under-16 level. But the The work that is going on and the attendances and the interest that we've had at under six under eight goal games, end of year blitz, over 300 children participate in that in Carlo Hurling Club. Our under 10s, we had them two weeks ago and uh, also in Fennet, and we had in in excess of 200 under 10s. So tomorrow night we will have 300 plus under 12s in our Tesco uh, festival for under 12. And I just think that, that speaks a lot about where we are. We, we definitely, definitely have increased our participation and our membership numbers over the last two years in particular and while COVID may have had an effect in some areas it certainly has it certainly has helped us in the increase in membership and there's certainly more girls playing Camogie in Carlow than there ever was before.
1: That's absolutely fantastic news and um, it's great to see all of the finals be played together in the same venue um, as well. I just think it makes for, for a great spectacle. Um, listen, Linda, lovely talking to you as always. We'll, we'll catch up to, with you again uh, very soon to talk all things Camogie But for now, thanks a million and um, we'll, we'll chat to you again very soon thanks very much thanks know. so much Thank Linda I'll talk to you again soon uh, that was uh, Linda Kenny there she's at the Secretary of uh, Leinster Camogie uh, chatting to me about all things Camogie in Carlow now I am joined on the line now to finish off the show by Tom Mullins he's the Honorary Secretary of Kilkenny District League and uh, he joins me on the line now to discuss the Leinster Cup draw um, Tom great to speak to you uh, great to see the draw has been made as well it's a, it's a really uh, good competition, really worthwhile competition I think and it's really great to see that there's 18 teams involved this year locally as well.
5: Hi, Sinead, yeah. T- thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, the draw was made last night, I'll quickly go through it there. Uh, St. Cairns are at home to Castle Villa from Castle Lermott. <clears throat> Fort Rangers have to travel to North Dublin, they're taking on St. Uh Colorado in Dublin also against Ballyguile United. Lions are at home to Kildare Town under 21s. Abbey Leaks Athletic are at home to freebooters. Tomestown have a good trip up to Navin. They take on Park Villa. And Campile United are at home to Bridge United. Campile are from Wexford. of course. All those fixtures take place on Sunday week, uh, the 18th of uh, September. So that draw was made last night. And uh, they're up on the league website today for tonight for... for, for, um, anyone that wants to have a look at them. I suppose uh, we say every team the very best to look at that. The following week we have the FBI Junior Cup as well. Uh, that's being played on the 25th of September and um, I suppose next Sunday, our next Saturday we have a Under fifteen Girls Cup Final, Callan versus Stonyford. That's a big one this weekend in Ardnamis for the girls. St Kansas' credit Union Cup Final, five o'clock in Ardnamis, and uh, that should be a very interesting game, should it?
1: Yeah, Tom, and, and just like you know, I mentioned there, um, just when when I was kind of giving the intro, there talking about the the benefit really of uh, these provincial um, competitions. Do you think that it kind of brings local teams on to another level?
5: Absolutely, and it's great for our, uh, local teams to pair themselves against outside uh, opposition uh, to judge uh, what standard they're at. And in the Leicester Junior Cup, we have been very successful over the years. Whereas uh, I think, pre uh, have won on a number of occasions. So we, all, our, all our teams, all teams hold their own in that competition. And it's a great, it's a great competition for the, the local uh, teams to, to pair themselves and see what, what level they're at. I guess that's a competition, course.
1: Yeah, and, and Tom, just finally, just before I let you go, um, I just wanted to, to ask you as well, like I know in years gone by, uh, the Leinster Cup, am I right in saying that it would have been played, the final would have been played in the Aviva? Is that, uh, is that going to be the case this year as well? Uh,
5: well, uh, no, I think that was the FAI uh, Cup, the Junior Cup was in the Aviva. Now that was changed last year to Tornos Cross. The Leinster would be played in a regional venue. Last year it was played in, in Wicklow and in Arclough. But they, they moved that around actually every year to give uh, different leagues uh, uh, an opportunity. I know that Kilkenny uh, hosted some years ago. Actually, Freebooters won it in Kilkenny uh, a, a good few years ago. But they, bred, they moved the Leinster uh, final around the the, the, the province to give everyone a turn.
1: Yeah. All right, okay. And and that, do we have any idea when the final is um, is due to be played then? Yeah.
5: Yeah, basically there's so many teams in this competition will go all the way through to the spring and you'll probably have the final around the Easter times, generally around the end of April to have all these finals. So there's so many teams in the competition, it takes uh, a good while throwing them off and they'll probably play maybe one, two rounds per month and then they will be down to the final maybe uh, around April, around the Easter time the finals will be on.
1: Very good. So, um, just to kind of reiterate, then those fixtures due to take place
5: Sunday week, isn't it, Tom? Sunday week, uh, Sunday the eighteenth. Very good. Junior cup fixtures, and then the following Sunday the FAI Junior Cup fixtures. That's Sunday the twenty fifth.
1: Brilliant stuff. Great. Uh, Listen, lovely talking to you, Tom, and and thanks for filling us in on all of that. um, And look, we'll we'll definitely catch up again very soon.
5: Okay. Thanks all you right, all.
1: Thanks, thanks a million. Uh, that was uh, Tom Mullins there. He's the Honor- Honorary Secretary of the Kilkenny District League. That's just about all we have time for today on Full Time. Uh, thanks for tuning in over the last hour. Hope you enjoyed all of those interviews and thanks so much to my guests as well. I'll be back here same time, same place next week. Owen Kerry's is up next. Thanks so much for listening to Full Time and I'll chat to you again soon
0: full-time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny.